Yo, yo, yo. All right, all right, guys. What up? So today is 9-28-2019. Um, a little bit bummed out because I was, you know, trying to go to see Kublai Khan, Despised Icon, I Am, um, a couple other bands, Shadow of Intent. I wanted to go see that. I knew I should have grabbed a ticket a while ago. But you know what? I kind of let things pass me up. And I looked this morning. I looked. You know, I looked. And it was sold out. So, chain reaction. Sold out. Kublai Khan. Despise Icon. I'm not a part of it. I blew it a little bit. It's one of those things, man. Like, damn. Like... I wanted to go and I was thinking it was a while ago and I wanted to go tonight. But I just did it. I didn't make the time to get a ticket. And I should have a while back. I should have. I totally blew it. Uh, Am I upset? No. Like, I wanted to see I Am, Shadow of Intent, and Kublai Khan were the main reasons I wanted to go. But I mean, it wasn't like, like I wanted to go, but this was not like, this was a concert that was on my radar, but like I've hit some heavyweight shows this year and this show kind of sprung up. It's one of those things like, because it was at the chain reaction, I was like, man, you know, it's kind of far, you know? just one of those things but you know i wanted to go i was you know there's this week unfolded i was like oh, i'm gonna go and then i was like i'm gonna get a ticket and then i was like oh, i'll just get a ticket when i'm there and i'll go and i looked this morning to see if i could just scoop up some tickets you know before you know i head over there and it's you know surprise it's sold out you know so what i was gonna do i went on allages.com the chain reaction website and then big fat sold out right there. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. But I'll see Kublai Khan when they come back around. The year's almost up. I mean, it's almost October. And there's not much mosh left in the year, per se. I got, like, one show for sure coming. Uh, I'm not going to make it to the incredible, the Acacia Strain... Chelsea Grin Traitors Fucking Spite I don't know why that show Is not coming West I know they did the Eternal Nightmares run On the west coast Earlier this year But this is one of them Things This lineup that the Eternal Nightmares Part 2 is having Is absolutely monstrous um, it's one of the rare times that a show like that or a lineup like that goes on a run and it doesn't come west. Um, and when I mean it doesn't come west, I mean the west coast is just littered with concert venues and packed houses. I mean, I, you know, the glass house, 
you know, there's the local ones, but uh, I see all the time people playing in Santa Clara, San Jose, Sacramento, Soma, Mountain View, like, California is a cash cow, LA, multiple, multiple places in LA, um, but I was just like, damn, like, that show is not coming, and I shouldn't be greedy, because I've seen both, I've seen all the bands, Spite, The Acacia Strain, and Chelsea Green, all within this year, and Traders. I think the only band that's on there that I haven't seen is, there's only one other band, I think, on that tour, that I, and it's the only band that I haven't seen, I think it's Left Behind, or somebody else. But I'm like, bro. But, you know, that I'm bummed out about that. But I'm not in charge of the bands, you know. They're not... Bands are, you know, it's quick to forget. Easy to forget as a fan of a band. Or just, you know, a fan of people's music. Like, like although I do enjoy going to concerts and listening to music. It's a big part of what I do. And... You know, oh, I'd like to catch that show, you know, when it's around. I can, you know, that happens. And, you know, sometimes shows get sold out before we grab a ticket. Sometimes, you know, just things don't align and you miss a show or two. Uh, sometimes they don't tour your area and you're like, damn, I would have gone to that if that was over here. Or that's the sick, that's a sick lineup, you know. I wish that came out this way. You know, and you got to give the human factor, like, they're not machines, you know. Even though I bump and I blast, you know, the music through my speakers at my own beck and call, at my own, you know, leisure. You know, the bands, they do their tour. That's their job. That's their, you know, that's their livelihoods. But at no point is a band going to be on tour 365 days a year. And they can't be everywhere at the same time. I mean, as a fan, like, I'll catch those guys when they come back around. You know, they'll be back. I believe they'll be back next year. Spite is going to drop some new music. People are recording. The Case Strain is recording. Um... There's a couple of other bands that are making some noise. The Ghost Inside. You know. And I didn't even mean to be this to be a, a music podcast. But I mean, maybe it start there and it just gradually drifts somewhere else. Actually, I do have some other things I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm not going to go see Kubla Khan tonight. It's sold out. Um, I looked at about 9 this morning so it must have been sold out probably earlier this week um, I should have grabbed a ticket I did it my bad but they have a packed house over there Kublai Khan and co have a packed house so even though it's not like one of those things like sometimes I see bands posting they like, come to the show come to the show come to the show and it's not sold out and it's like damn I wonder you know sometimes that happens sometimes bands play and there's like 30 people show up maybe like 100 people show up but it's not like the 500 that show up for the the chain reaction to be sold out I mean it must be a packed motherfucker dude packed 
Oh, Kublikon is coming out with some new music too. Uh, so there's a bunch of bands making noise right now in that aspect. But on the musical aspect, I still got Knock Loose coming up. I did get a ticket for that. That is sold out as well, but I got a ticket for it. I wanted to go see Wage War, but I, I, I honestly, I can run off and talk about Wage War for a hot minute. But Wage War turned heel, as which is the case with a lot of bands. Uh, they lost me in transition. They gained, for every one of me they lost, they gained another 10. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, do I hate the band now? Am I going to stop listening to their old shit? Am I going to be like, nah, I'm not going to see them ever again? Uh, well, that may actually happen. I mean, it might. No, it might not. If they tour with the Acacia Strain and, uh... You know, bleeding through next year. Uh, definitely, I'll go see. Definitely, I'll be like, "Yo, Wage War's not that bad." But you know, they turned hill. Uh, they they're branching. It seems like just out of the metal core, just strictly the metal, and more of the Dayseeker, Crown the Empire, Polaris type metal core, metal. You know, it's one of those things, like, they got a softer tone to them. They took everything that was good with the last album and they amplified it, meaning all the singing, the chanty parts, those are tenfold now. There's a legitimate, like, two or three songs that are straight metalcore, but the rest are what, you know, Deadweight was, the best parts of it and I I get it like I love the song Johnny Cash as well as you know a few other ones Gravity you know but Stitch Don't Fade Away you know those are the two bigger songs on there on that album you know those are more metalish songs and they drifted away from it but I mean you know to each their own that's what's gonna work for Wage War it's what's going to work for them as for myself but there's plenty of other bands going on it's not like you know it's not like I'm like oh no you know my favorite band of all time did this to me although that may happen with you know it has happened to me but you know whatever but keeping with the music pace uh there's gonna be a show. I actually I may make the trip now to Vegas to go catch as I lay dying Emir and after the burial. I may. I'm thinking about it. I'm eighty percent there. Uh, I gotta again. I gotta buy the ticket and I gotta just line it up right. Um. But aside from that. Um, on the music part of it, uh, there's no concerts outside of Knock Loose coming up in about two weeks, or maybe two and a half weeks. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of new people people coming out with new music, so I'm kind of excited for that. Like I said, the Case Train is recording, Kubla Counter is recording, Spites Spites album drops soon. 
the ghost inside is tinkering around so there's albums on the horizon now jumping ship if you've heard it kind of went under the radar this week spider-man is now back in the mcu um you know like i was telling my brother you know what marvel can't they just simply cannot produce that many spider-man movies uh they have sony has venom venom was his own property his own thing he's for what i can remember it made like almost a billion dollars so you know eventually they're gonna bring venom to meet spider-man but venom is not in the mcu although maybe they will bring him in the mcu Maybe they'll have a team up. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's anybody's guess. They opened up the multiverse for Spider-Man. Um, you know. I, I kind of think. The MCU and Marvel and Disney. Lobbed, is lobbing Sony a pass. That's what it is. This is a lob. You know, you watch basketball, you know what a lob is. You know it is an alley-oop. No, an alley-oop is something else, but this is a straight-up a lob pass. This is Marvel running up the court with it, posting up on the the three-point line, maybe the free-throw line, and just throwing it up for somebody else to get it and score. That's exactly what Marvel is doing with Spider-Man because I think Sony... Is good is telling Marvel, look, you can have them for another movie or two or some cameos, but we got all these other things we want to do with him. We want to have him interact with Venom. We want to have him face Craven, face Craven the Hunter. We had Madam Web. We want to open up, you know, the Infinite Spider Man's. You know, all of the things that he could do. There's Spider Man stories for days. You know. There's, you know, can we can Tom Holland get into, you know, the animated version? I mean, there's just Spider-Man, if done correctly, could have easily five, six, seven, eight movies of his own. The Man Spider. I mean, Spider-Man was one of my more favorite Marvel characters growing up. Um, just is he was just one of my more favorite ones you know like I I said there's the man spider I watched the spider-man they need to bring back and they need to resurrect a great doctor doc ock Uh, the green goblin and the hobgoblin they kind of were stuck on the green goblin you know they need to get a green hobgoblin correct again you know with the chokeress sinister kind of like a fucking vibe to him not this you know James DeFranco version Green Goblin that we got uh I mean Spider-Man has a he got there's carnage is lurking there as well the vulture is still there you know carnage is a big part of it too I think every Spider-Man and every Venom fan is has been hyping Carnage since Spider-Man 3 back in the early 2000s like been hyping Spider-Man and Carnage and Venom like 
the trio to tango. You know, it should happen now. It should, as I as I said, Marvel has lobbed Sony a pass. You know, for an easy slam dunk, and then they slam dunk it two or three movies, gain a billion dollars, and then you know what? Okay, he can still cameo with Thor, with fucking Black Panther, with you know Bucky. And then, boom, you can still get him in that realm. You know, he can fight. Maybe Dr. Doom's coming. He can fight Dr. Doom and come back, you know. He's got stuff to handle on his own. Like, he's got it. He tagged in for a match, and then he's going to tag out, you know, because he got stuff back in, you know, back in Manhattan to score up, you know. So that that happened, but Sony and, and Disney and, and Marvel reached an agreement. You know, they're gonna he's gonna get another movie, one more movie, and I think they're gonna be allowed to use them for a few movies after that. But I think Sony's gonna have its finger talons in him. Like, okay, we're going to fucking make a whole Spider Verse. Um. As keeping with the movie, Maleficent is also coming out as well. Uh, I'm. There's not a lot of hype for Maleficent, the movie, Angelina Jolie, uh, Mistress of Evil, but you know I love Maleficent. You know the first one they made, and I think this one's gonna be bigger and better. Um, the way I look at it, you know, Maleficent. In the old cartoons, the cartoon version, she was already in power. You know, she was already, you know, it. The, the, I like that she's now going to declare war. She's going. They're going to show her ascension to the throne. And you know, Angelina Jolie is a fucking hell of a maleficent man. Um. She looks evil as fuck in the movies. There's just no denying that. The wings suit her well. Uh, You know, Angelina Jolie's got almost a Scarlett Joe-esque vibe to her. Like, you can't get a good read on her in her eyes. In the way she brings Maleficent to life to the max they they couldn't have picked a better better actor to play Maleficent and her role as Maleficent I hope she gets a third I hope this goes three movies and they show her towards the end like aged like how everybody kind of remembers her from the old animated versions I hope this is a trio I hope this movie does really well because I'm excited I'm excited for it I'm I should buy a ticket for it now because I want to see it in IMAX. But I'll be happy with just seeing it. Um, I wanted to see Ad Astra. I don't know if I'm going to see it. It might be one of those movies. There isn't too many movies left on my radar other than Maleficent. Uh, I may go see Frozen 2. And for sure, Star Wars is coming up very, very soon. Uh, Christmas time. Probably be out a week or two before Christmas. December 9th through the 
20th, somewhere in that time frame. Uh, that movie's gonna be a big one. That is definitely, you know, high up there. And it's amazing, to me, it's amazing that there isn't the much advertisement for these franchises. Um, there isn't the advertisement there is for, there was for Marvel. But Marvel's its own beast. Um, Marvel, well, I see, Marvel's kind of the X factor. Marvel doesn't need to promote, advertise on like billboards and stuff as much. Because they they are killing the social media game. They just straight killing it. Like there are memes everywhere. The fans talking about it more so than even the companies even need to fucking promote. That's Marvel though. But the other movie companies and the other franchises and the other titles, they do have to advertise. But it's interesting to note that I haven't seen a lot of Maleficent advertising. Nor have I seen a lot of Star Wars advertising outside of a few like trailers that drop on TV. As a matter of fact, uh, the trailer for it dropped the other day. What was I watching? Monday Night Football, uh, and they they released it. Now speaking of be, wait, before I jump ship, yeah. So Maleficent, uh, Frozen Two comes out and. Also, damn, and Star Wars. That's three months back to back to back. It's, that's a Disney. Maleficent's taking no, uh, October, which is perfect. Frozen's taking November. And Star Wars is taking December. Like, it's a... it's a Damn, I didn't realize that until I was think, just talking about it right now. Disney is owning the movies the next three months. If you haven't real, I mean, hopefully they own it. If you haven't realized, I mean, maybe that's why I haven't heard of many other movies. They're just completely dominating the shit. But speaking of movies, the Joker also comes out. I'm probably going to see the Joker. The Joker is coming out. Everybody says it's good. I'm kind of hoping that the Godzilla trailer comes out in front of it. It may not, but. That's what I wanted to jump on as well. This Kong versus Godzilla trailer is going to drop at any fucking moment. They're saying that it was supposed to be this week. But now they're saying test footage was shown. And now the trailer should be coming next week. Um, King of the Monsters ran its course now. It's... It made it, and they made enough money. It didn't do the five hundred million. It didn't do. I don't know if. It, well, actually, maybe it did. I don't know where it landed at. Maybe it got close to five hundred million. That's still a good fucking movie, even if they spent a hundred million. You know, but I think this Kong versus Godzilla, it's you know, it's the two. It's the two fan bases. King Kong has got his own fan base in the states people are just Kong fans like he's gonna pull that in and then they got the Godzilla stands which have proven now two films uh, almost a billion dollars you know the one was 500 the other one was like 400 and something it's a billion dollars Legendary is not afraid to drop this movie at all you know and it's coming Um, it's coming in a big way I think it should be coming 
this week. Uh, that movie, for whatever people were saying, still saying that there's a flaw for King of the Monsters or didn't didn't do well or didn't like it. You know, fuck off. That movie was great. I thought Mike did a fantastic job with it. And you know what? The, the Congress guys other drop trailer is gonna drop, and I'm for it. Uh, that's my Super Bowl. I'm with it. I'm with it 100%. Um, so that's happening. That's some things that are happening on the radar, as well as, you know, today is Saturday, tomorrow is Sunday. It's Sunday football. The Raiders got toasted by the Vikings last week. Got roasted by the Chiefs the week before. We got Andy on schedule. And I'm probably going to touch on this for a few minutes. But I would like to see the game. And then come back and revisit before I wrap up this episode. But the Raiders. One and two. uh, This is really going to determine where our season's at. What are we going to do? If we win it, go two and two. We may finish eight and eight. Head off to Vegas, you know, with some positives, some negatives, some things to work with, some things not to work with, some things that need to be addressed, blah, blah, blah. If we lose this and go one in three, we are finishing again, like I had predicted, probably like four or five wins. And everybody is going to be on the fucking hot seat, rolling into Vegas. I cannot stress it enough, but it is an absolute must-win game for the Raiders. Last week was a must-win. This week... And every seems like we're under the gun every week until we're in Vegas. That's just the way it's going to be the rest of the year. This is a must-win game. And not a must-win for the fact that, like, we're a Super Bowl contender like the Steelers or or the fucking Saints or, you know, the Eagles. Like, the Eagles were 1-2 and yet, uh, Thursday. They played the Packers and they must won and they won. It was a must-win scenario, and they won. They beat the Packers. We're not like that, but this is a must-win scenario because we're moving to, you know, there's Raider fans are already chirping about the coach, chirping about the quarterback, chirping about this thing and that thing, and fucking we don't have no defense again. Whatever. Heads we're gonna heads are gonna roll uh, at the end of the season if we go fucking four and. 12 you know could it be Derek Carr I don't I personally don't think he's the problem but definitely something stinks in the defense and something stinks in our lackluster off well actually not even blame him anybody in the offense we were supposed to have AB Tyrell Williams would have been a phenomenal two behind AB he's a he's a good great number one but he would have been they would have absolutely cooked on offense with AB, and AB is no longer here. Now he's now AB is filing for a grievance against the Raiders. And dog, you wanted to be fucking free, released. You didn't want to be part of the organization. You didn't give a fuck about Mayock calling him a cracker, whatever the fuck else you were going on about. You know, and I honestly didn't pay major much attention to it because you know what? It's football. I'd be hard pressed to go into a football locker room or practice and not hear the n-word drop 300 times motherfucker fuck you bitch pussy cunt fucking suck my dick bitch you know i that's probably all damn damn 
football practice. So calling the general manager a fucking cracker, they ain't really gonna sweat me not one bit. But you showed out. You you wanted to be released to the Patriots. Have them pick up the fucking tab. They actually fired your ass without you not actually wanting to be fired. So fuck off, bro. Uh, take it to court. Go to the NFLPA. Uh, the Raiders got all the evidence of your bullshit on fucking social media, taping the coaching shit. Yeah, go for it, bro. See what happens. But back to the Raiders. Uh, if we go four and twelve, some things are gonna fucking change. I don't know what it would be because I don't believe it's Derek Carr. Because if we start over with another new car back, it's only prolonging the inevitable. Like, look, you know, we have to start over from scratch. We've been in the same rut that we were in for many, many years. Now, this is where I'm at with it, guys. We need to beat Indianapolis. To have some swagger. You know, if we finish the season 7, 9, 8, and 8... I'm okay with that. That uh, that's a good starting point heading into Vegas. It's a great. Realistically, I had predicted five wins, but if we go one and three, we're looking at three to four wins, and just everybody is going to be fucking up, fucking set about shit. So I'm about to tap out right now. I'm gonna. Watch the fucking game tomorrow and I'll give my thoughts a little bit about that. Maybe it's share some other thoughts as well. Oh, uh, speaking of, tomorrow I'm heading to Long Beach. Uh, so I won't probably just going to watch the Raider game, maybe the afternoon game. And at that point, I'm going to relax in Long Beach all day. Walk around. No aquarium this time, but I've got my Lime Scooter app ready. Primed and fucking ready. So, like I said, I'm going to tap out. I'll give you a review of the game and a review of the day as it's done. I'll be right back. Yo, so I'm back. So today is Monday. It's about 3 p.m. After that Raiders W yesterday. And I'd like to say um, it was a good, good win. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, it was a good team win. You know what? It's not enough to win a game and then have Raider Nation, let alone ESPN, you know, celebrate anything because it's just one win. We're 2-2. and We're a 500 team. You know, we're not 4-0 like the Chiefs, 4-0 like the Pats. You know, we're just 2-2 middle of the road. But it was a good win. You know, I felt like we should have gone out there and crushed these fools. And we pretty much did. Um, I know the score is not indicative of how we played because the score ended up being like 34-27 or something like that. Um, or 31-24, something along those lines. Like, it looked like it was really close, but it really wasn't. It was 24-10 most of the game us controlling a lot of the field and a lot of the possessions then it was 24-17 and then we went up 31 you know we had a pick six uh we actually won the turnover battle and that's a lot of credit to 
the defense. I have been wondering where the turnovers were. We actually had one. Well, we got scores off of it, and I think that actually bodes well for us, you know, um, going forward. But the the team overall played really well. I thought we played really, really well against a team that we hadn't won in Indianapolis for a long time. Um, I think since John Gruden was our coach many, many years ago, and that's, you know, Peyton Manning was back there for a long time, so, you know, Pete just diced this up most of the time. Um, and that's including, you know... Um, you know, it's just a long stretch. And then, you know, they played, they took San Diego or San Diego, the charges to overtime opening week and they nearly won it. Uh, they're in, the Colts are not far off from like turning this thing around. And I don't even think they need a quarterback. I think the quarterback's good. I don't think they need, they just need a few pieces of the puzzle to fall in the line, you know, just, the Colts are sneakily good, like, they have things, I mean, their record is not, their record is not indicative of how they play, they play with a lot of heart, um, it's not like, you know, some of these other teams, like the Redskins, the Redskins might be the worst team in the NFL this year, um, it's hard to say. Um, I can't think of any Ofer teams. Maybe the Cardinals, but I think the Cardinals play with heart as well. It just looks like the Redskins. I mean, there's a couple of teams that I think are un, that don't have a win. And as a matter of fact, Monday Night Football tonight is the Bengals and the Steelers, and I don't think they have a win either between the two of them. Well, actually, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, there are some pretty bad teams and that's not like I said that's not indicative of how the Colts play the Colts are actually you know they play with a lot of effort a lot of heart and they're not they don't by no means look like they're out of the picture of anything because it's only four games in uh the Texans are slow rolling the Titans are slow rolling as well so I mean they could be in the mix in the AFC South you know going forward. And that means that's a credit to us because we got beat up on by the Chiefs. And actually the Chiefs threw us for a curve. The Chiefs got us threw us in the tumbler, spun dry us, you know, discombobulated the Raiders, gave us a shred of doubt, and that carried over pretty much to the Vikings game. The Vikings really employed the same exact tactics that the Chiefs did. That was get up huge, and then we cannot overcome it. Um, that's exactly the same thing that the Chiefs did. The Chiefs put 28 on the board in one quarter and just seemingly took the rest of the game off. Um, the Vikings scored a little bit more than 28, but, I mean, the game was pretty much over by, like, the first quarter and a half. But that pretty much, yeah, the Chiefs, Threw us for a loop. The Vikings took advantage of that. And now we rebounded. And now we play the Chicago Bears without, you know, Mike Trubisky. They have Chase Daniels. So I think we have a good chance. You know, playing in London. And I think we have a better than a good chance. I think everybody's pegging us as losers to lose that game. But... I think our offense is sneakily good. Um, 
we're we're just we're like I said we're four weeks in we're just now gelling things are starting to click I can and I can see it because you can see Waller uh it's like the leading tight end again I think John Gruden's got coaching of the tight ends down to like a T especially last year with the can't think of the guy that was our tight end last year um Doss had a catch this today or yesterday. Um, the running backs look good. Uh, I can't think of this. Trevor Davis, I think, is the punt returner slash. I mean, he he broke off, you know, a huge run. Um, there's just there's pieces of the puzzle that I could see definitely. That now that th- that separates this year from last year, that last year we looked a little bit discombobulated. Amari Cooper was not wanting to be there. Mac, similar to AB, Mac hit us last year. You know where it hurt. Like you know he didn't want to be there. You know I don't want to talk about too much about Mac, but um, it was the bottom line. He had a bottom line dollar to make. You know, and I understand that he had a bottom line dollar to make. He felt that he was worth the most money in the defense ever. You know, and that's what he wanted. And the Raiders just couldn't do it financially. And then we didn't want to hinder our team going forward. You know, and people are going to say and always say, you know, you guys that traded Mac. You know what? Well, that's just the terrain that is, you know. Flashed forward to this offseason, you know, we got AB, we traded for him, and he demanded to leave. Like, pretty much, he didn't want to be here. He wanted to be part of the Patriot organization. And, you know, the NFL is viewed as kind of like this no fun league. Like, you know, there's a situation going on with Jaden Ramsey where he wants to be traded, he's not playing, the team doesn't move on him. You know, money's involved, feelings are involved, you know, there's no freedom involved, you know, there's things of that nature, but, you know, unlike Mac, you know, that he had a camaraderie with the teammates here, AB was like, wow, it was like, we could see a bright spot going forward offensively, then it was erased, you know, he left. Uh, it was a little bit downheartening, you know, I think for the team and now teams playing against us, teams are looking at us like, well, we don't have a true legitimate deep threat. We have like, we have, you know, weapons, but we're not, nobody that's going to demand a double or possibly a triple team up top. So, you know, they're loading the box. They're doing things of that nature. They're playing a little bit more man to man, seeing if we can actually beat them. And you know what? Like now we're figuring it out. Um, week four, we're two and two, and I th- and I think we it's a good two and two. We beat the Broncos, who I think the Broncos are winless, as well. But they're in every game as well. Like they're by no means playing poor to getting blown out. The the Denver Broncos are they that I've seen all their losses have been by field goals. I think we're the only ones who really really beat them. Um, not maybe the Packers did, but they just lost yesterday to the Jaguars, and they just lost on a last-second field goal. Like, you know, the Denver Broncos play extremely well. They're an extremely well-coached team. Um, they don't have the wins to show for it yet, but I think they're not going 
oh and 16 either they're gonna probably turn it around five and 11 six and ten before the year's done um but nobody they haven't quit yet either you know you could tell when a team quits um you just can't like the Redskins getting blown out by the Giants like I don't know 28 or 30 to 3 that's a losing effort. I mean, the Raiders have done that in the past as well. So I know what it, I know exactly what it looks like. Um, but you know, so we've beaten the Broncos. We've now beaten the Colts, and the Colts, like I said, are no slouches either. So I think offensively, we're not good enough to beat the top tier teams yet. You know, we don't have a top. Uh, we don't have a Julio Jones. We don't have that yet. Um, you know, but I think the pieces are coming together for the Raiders. Um, I can see definitely the play of Carr is far more better than it's been. Uh, much to the chagrin to a lot of people. I, you, every quarterback around the league, you don't care if you're Brady, Rodgers, Favre, for whoever else you want to put there, they're gonna throw an interception. You know, I looked at Brady yesterday throwing ducks out there. And if it wasn't for the probably the skittish feet of, you know, the Bills organization, and maybe some of their players. And I think it was just the nerves that got to the Bills, you know, playing an undefeated Brady, you know, it was a 3-0 matchup. You know, they barely lost that game. But Brady looked just like very pedestrian. Um, you know, Rodgers, very pedestrian too. You know, throwing a pick in the end zone the other night. You know, against the Eagles. And even though that wasn't his fault. Uh, you know, it happens to the best of the quarterbacks. And I actually think Carr, some of his throws yesterday looked like they were right like what they needed to be they look beautiful especially that first touchdown tomorrow i mean that was a great pass i mean i don't want anything better than that i mean that is a huge pass and i wasn't no it wasn't no dinky pass either like everybody wants to say we only throw for three yards on a on a on a third and four no like that was a play that was 20 yards it looked like down the field into the end zone on the money, you know, that was a great throw and a great grab. Um, like I said, we had some turnovers yesterday, so the defense is clicking a little bit. Now I want to touch briefly on the news that Vontaze, Vontaze Burfitt, Burfitt is now out for the remainder of the season. Um, you know what? The NFL is going to do what the NFL wants. But yesterday I seen a hit. From the Patriots organization, uh, a helmet to helmet, and they did what didn't even look. It looked like the dirtiest play I had seen in a hot minute to another quarterback, let alone another player. Uh, they were flagged, but I don't think any ejections, and I don't think any permanent, you know, season long suspensions is going to be given to that team. Uh, it's the NFL playing favoritism. Uh, it's the politics of the game right now. You know, the politics are you protect the quarterbacks and you're protecting the star quarterbacks and you're protecting the star franchises, meaning the Cowboys, uh, 
the Saints, the Packers, the Patriots, the Steelers. You know, these glitzy, glamorous teams that bring in the top ratings for their TV. And they want their quarterbacks not touched. And they don't, you know. But when they touch the other people's quarterbacks, you know. When the Patriots are tackling the Bills quarterback, hitting him in the helmet. You know, a dirty, dirty play. Uh, I happen to think that play is a lot dirtier than the one that Burfus had over the middle, you know, and you're running to tackle a guy. Uh, you know, a guy that's used to being hit like that. Um, yeah, did he launch himself into, you know, you know, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, he's not innocent by no means. He has a long track record. But you know what? Uh, the Patriots have a long track record of doing some shady shit too. And I don't see any season-long bans of their players. And I don't see, you know, any anything of that nature. Like, the Patriots sort of self-police themselves. Oh, he's going to be sit... He's going to sit a quarter or a half. Or Belichick doesn't play them, like, for a game. But the NFL kind of doesn't... You know, not even when Spygate happened, Belichick didn't serve no four-game or year-long suspension like Sean Payton did from the Saints. And you know what? Like, that's why a lot of teams hate the Patriots, especially the Raiders. And that's why a lot of teams hate the Patriots. And you know what? Their time is coming, you know. Old man Brady is not going to be the quarterback forever. And um, sooner or later, the... The ship is going to sink. That's all there is to it. They're not going to stay good for 50 years. Uh, their time is coming. I, I want somebody to put a helmet right into Brady's chest and, you know, put him down. Uh, we don't need to kill the man. We don't need to hit him in the head and cripple him. We don't need to, you know, fuck his knee up. Nothing like that. Nothing dirty. But we need to fucking put him, put a hole in his chest. Just fucking crash the middle of his body, you know, slamming on his back, you know, and make sure he doesn't want to get up. He's 40 years old, 42, or I don't know how the fuck old he is, you know. But that goes back to Vontez, you know, being suspended. Is it a big loss for the Raiders? Yes. Um... He was solid back there, racking up a lot of tackles, you know. He's going to appeal it, and hopefully he wins an appeal. Maybe he just serves a four-game, six-game suspension, you know. It's kind of what I'm hoping. The NFL kind of was a little bit too trigger-happy. But what I think should happen is he needs to make a public apology, you know, and maybe do some medical training or something serve a little four game suspension and then you say you know what okay i'm gonna self-police myself now and just i'm going to play football i'm going to tackle this way i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and you know what i respect the game i respect the other person's you know livelihoods and this and that and you know what he needs to come out of publicly you know Denounce what he's done uh, in the past and, you know, the hit, the you know, yesterday. 
But by no means is he out there. Is he the only player in the league doing this? And is he the only player, you know, uh, that is quote-unquote dirty? No, there is a lot of dirty stuff going around in the league. Uh, He's got a track record. But then again, like I said, the Patriots did the same thing to the Bills. And you know what? And then I watched the Eagles players too the other day play the Packers, and they were headhunting too. Uh, nobody was ejected. You know, one of the play, a couple of the plays weren't even called, uh, and they won the game. You know, so go figure. Their players were allowed. You know, the NFL should have allowed uh, Vontis to keep playing, just like they allowed the Eagles. And that was a blatant, uh, I can't think, it was like in the very, the very first quarter, uh, they put the guy on his back, or they stood him up, and the guy just went right into his head. Don't know the players, they don't know nothing, but that was a dirty hit, you know. And like I said, but the Eagles are one of those teams that the NFL likes to have on prime times, and you know the Patriots do the same thing, you know. And that goes from that comes down from the coaching. Uh, so should Belichick be, you know, talked to? Yeah, he should. Uh. Are they going to? No. But like I said, it's the politics of the game. Until Brady is gone, until the Patriots are only a 9-7, and 8-8 eight eight team at best, uh, nothing can happen to them. So the NFL players out there need to collectively put Brady out of the league like already. Um, that's just the way it is. They just need to do it. You know, the Jets, Dolphins, and the Bills, you know, come on, guys. Like, enough's enough. Hit him. Get it done. Get it done. But anyways, guys, that was a good win. And I think we we have the Bears thrashed the Vikings yesterday. But I think the Vikings in that inner matchup, the Vikings weren't at home. Uh, the Bears were. You know... The Vikings just under, I think they underestimated the Bears defensively, but I don't think the Raiders will. You know, and playing in London, kind of now we have, we should come out with the win over in London. I don't think we've won in London yet, but we played the Seahawks, we played the Jaguars, we played a couple of teams, I think we played the Dolphins, we played there a couple of times without a win. And sooner or later, you play somewhere enough times, you're going to get the win. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to win and beat the Chicago Bears. And a close nail-biter, you know, I think we're going to I think we're gonna win like 18 to 14 or something like that and force Chase Daniels to drive down the field and try to beat us. That's what I see going on. Um, I think we're going to score just enough. We only need to score like two touchdowns to kick a field goal or two. That's it. That's all we need to do. Uh, because I don't believe they're going to put enough points on the board. If we take care of the ball. And actually that dink and dunking passing that ever much to the chagrin of a lot of Raider fans that they don't like from Derek Carr. They don't like from Gruden. That play calling will kill and absolutely cause a lot of headache for the Bears' defense because if they, if Derek Carr hikes the ball and in one second chucks it up the field, 
uh, for three, four, five yards. You know, every play, it, it remind me again of what what good is a pass rusher if we're never in a third and fifteen, a third and eight. You know, that's just what it is. I think we can beat. I think we can beat the Bears. Uh, you know, I, that's what I think. I think we can beat the Bears. I got a lot of hope. You know, not that this last week was, you know, yesterday was like a big, wow, like a turning point for the team. No, Uh, the team's got a lot of stuff. But I think we're going to be one of those things. We're going to win a couple games. We're going to lose a couple games. Very on and off year. But I think two and two is exactly what we're going to be. I think we're going to be seven and nine, eight and eighteen, maybe even nine and seven down the last stretch. By no means are we going to, uh, I you know, I thought we were going to be five, maybe six wins. But we're two and two. I think we play some very, we although we play a, a heated road stretch right now, we also play the Bengals. We also play, I think, the Jets. Uh, we play the Texans, who are not looking so hot right now. I mean, we play a couple of teams where it's like, you know what, it's possibly we can sneak out. We could eat. I think we could eat out five, six more wins. You know, uh, we have yet to play the Chargers. I think we can. I think we can. The Chargers don't look to me. They don't look impressive either. Like we can beat the Broncos. They don't, I mean, I think we're gonna beat the Chiefs later this year. We play them. I think the very last game, and I. I don't think they're going to be playing hard the last game because you know. So there's there's a couple of gimme wins. I think the pack is are a loss, but you know what? I think we're playing to play good against them. Packers aren't overwhelmingly great either. Like this, the season, the schedule looked atrocious to start, but now you kind of seen how teams are reacting to certain things, and you know what? It looks favorable. So that's my football wrap up for the week. Uh, but back. To the entertainments, uh, the Joker comes out. I'm in the middle of watching Disenchantment season two. Uh, I just finished Violet Evergarden on Netflix. You know the anime, so there's things. You know, uh, approaching, and then yesterday I took off to. You know, I went to. Long Beach, hung out for a little bit. I didn't stay. I didn't go out all day like I thought. I didn't. I rode the scooters for a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, I did some things yesterday. Um, rode a Ferris wheel. You know, things like that. Oh, I went to the Yacht House and got a couple beers. Stopped, hung out with the homies at Boston's or BJ's for a little bit. So. You know, that was my day yesterday. I had a good day. It was very long. I didn't get in this to this morning till like I didn't get in till like two in the morning this morning, so that's why I was a little bit tired. I'm still a little tired. But you know, I'm living. But you know what? Uh like I said, the Joker comes out this week. It's also my birthday week, so I might do a little birthday podcast. You know, I'll see how it goes. Uh but the Raiders got that W, you know. But looking ahead, uh, as far as entertainment goes, I'm going to review the Joker movie because I'm going to go see that. And then I'm also going to do 
a review of Disenchantment Season 2. And once I finish it. And uh, I don't know. There's other stuff that I got to watch. I got to catch up on all my Netflix. You know, so I'll hit you guys up with another episode here shortly. All right, you guys. Late.